Hey everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Mork, the, wait, that way, that way, <laughs> cunning but brutal, and I am Gork the Brutal but Cunning. Wow! Oh my gosh, no, 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 no. Uh, Seth apparently is very excited about Orc Day today on the internet because the Orcs got their faction focused. We did, Seth, we who did, are we, we actually for those that are not familiar with 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 your, your, your Mork and Gork? You, know. uh, you are Kicker, the Chief of Serial, and I am Seth the Mad Doc, the Competitive Correspondent. And this is Signals from the Frontline, guys, live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hop in chat. Yes, we love you, chat. We see uh, a lot of familiar faces. Well, I yep. guess familiar names. Uh, and you also get to see the fun visual elements. Can we bring in my hobby progress? I got to show off what I did. Can we, can we bring it? Yeah, we, oh, look at that. So as challenged by you, the audience, and my delightful co-host, um, these are vibrant, colorful, non-earth-toned uh, models that I've painted. This is a bunch of Seraphon from the, from the new models coming out there. They are uh, emerald and bright green, kind of a kiwi green going on there. What do you think, Kicker, Seth? I just have to ask, how, how did it feel painting such vibrant colors? Okay, so, so for those that don't know, I really like my earth tones. I like my natural colors. I like my browns and dark greens and moss colors. This... This was really outside of my comfort zone, Seth. And I got to say, I loved it. I loved it. It was so it relaxing. Good, man. It looks good. <laughs> it was so therapeutic. It was just so calming. Uh, yes, chat, ch tell me what you think. Do, do you approve of my paint job? I'm kind of proud. Um, but yeah, they, they, it was actually one of the most enjoyable paint jobs I've ever done. So not only did I get hobby stuff in this week, I also got some competitive stuff. I came in third at an RTT, which is extremely uh, uncommon for me to come into any sort Very of you know, positive <laughs> score in a tournament there. So I, I brought my guard and I had a lot of fun and I did get my ass kicked once, but I, I won two of my games and had a lot of fun. So so yeah, yeah, I definitely did uh, did enjoy my weekend. Seth, but what are you up to, man? What is what is, what is going I'm on I'm just continuing the grind, man. Uh, you know, painting painting five more flash kits. Where there we go. There we go. There we go. Five. How many are you going for again? What's your? Total I'm trying rate? to get a full thirty. So that that there is sixteen through twenty, <laughs> uh, and I have twenty one through twenty five on the paint desk currently. For those um, that weren't here last week, just explain why you're trying to paint so many of these damn minis. Because I want to have thirty flash kits in my uh, ACO list. Because I I just want thirty I want thirty flash kits. Okay, guys, don't judge me. I want thirty flash kits. Um, but no I, I do have uh, still like even though I'm getting towards the end of the flash kit pile uh, in ACO, still a couple weeks away. I still have a decent pile uh, because the next slide I I that was my like here's my painted and then I took my camera and just like panned it over to oh, and here's what's left to be painted for that army. So I have like <laughs> five more uh, flash kits, a pile of Gretchen. I want to do a new sculpt for the the Shockton tracks, uh, and I have some Mega Knobs to paint. So, uh, so I still got some work to do. Uh, but the Orc faction folks came out today. You know, I'm a little excited about it, but we'll save that for later uh, because we need to hear about what Nick's been up to. Because Nick also had himself a big weekend. Yeah, and uh, hey, uh, kicker, watch over your head. Oh, there, oh, there we, we go. go. Hey, yep, Whoa, yep. What? Okay, what? so. What? What? Yeah, so guys, I had a great weekend uh, playing 40k. I went to the Maryland open uh which is about a little more than an hour away from me guys i had a great experience a few weeks ago we talked about why we should still keep playing 40k you know as ninth is ending and 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 uh and 10th is starting my case i just want to play with my models that are fun so i put together a list that included rodigus seth kicker do, do you guys even know what rodigus who no. rodigus is see the that? giant snail Oh, he it is, is the snail. No, that is Horticulus Slimex. Oh Rodigus is the named great unclean one. 
So I went four and one, and I finished uh, kicker. You finished third, but I finished thirteenth out of eighty-seven players. At no, but that's event. way more respectable than mine. I mean, that's <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> really good, man. So was very happy with uh, with that showing. Uh, the highlight for me, I actually got to play my first game on stream a uh, 40k, and I got to play none other than Matt Laura. Uh, you may remember Matt; he was the runner-up from the 2022 LVO. Uh, mm -hmm. Guys, he kicked my butt. It's, oh, it's Matt! Very... I think Matt is in the chat right now. Matt, Matt, uh, yes. tell us, tell us how your game went. We'll be reading along. Oh yeah, no but pressure. Was... I mean, but he did, you know, say how amazing was the play you Matt. So you better punch <laughs> this to oh, yeah. nice. Else. Yeah. So it was it was a great experience there. Um, my dog, if you're watching uh, on uh, YouTube here, you can see my dog was even watching from home. Aww. He didn't know what was really going on, and then the guys calling the game kept referring to my. Um, Lord of Change as the, the big chicken, which of course then the dog's just hungry and drooling everywhere. So that yeah, was creating a little bit of a mess. But overall, when four and one, I had to drop before the last round because uh -huh. I was going to a concert that night. But my, my last game, it was Demons versus World Eaters. Got to go with Bellacore versus Angron head to head. So great event overall. Really had a good time with it. And folks, just, just go play 40K. You might end up having your best weekend ever, even if ninth edition is ending. So good hey, point. Good job, man. Good job. Good Kicker, why don't you take us into that industry news? Yeah, let's do it, guys. Up for uh, pre-order this weekend, as seen in my hobby progress earlier. Uh, Seraphon in all their glory. We're getting. Uh, we got the early box a while back. That was the one with the Codex or the yep. Codex equivalent, as well as a bunch of different minis. But now we're getting all the rest of the stuff. My personal favorite are the, the the Angron. I can't even say, them, but basically the Chargers. They're the the heavy ca uh, cavalry of the Seraphon. They are literally raptors riding raptors. Uh, they're just too damn cool. You'll want these miniatures. I, I'm trying to find a way to convert them for 40K, but I think I'm just going to be playing some Age of Sigmar for a little bit with these models because I, I love them so much. We also got these Croxigars. They're basically these giant uh, lizard troll-like things that are so freaking cool. And they have a, a multi-purpose kit, I guess. Mm -hmm. You can build these alligator versions, which I'm like, just giant gators are, are too damn cool. Uh, but we've also got a few other things that have been happening. One of those is... We've gotten information on the old world. Seth, are you excited about this? We, we got the armies that are going to be in the old world and what armies are not going to be in the old world. But we did see the original, uh, I guess, Orcs and Goblin war band, mm -hmm. or, which is cool. Like, I love Orcs and Goblins. That's a great kid. We did lose Skaven, though, which is kind of sad because I like true. the Ratman. Yeah. Uh, Nick, did you see the the whole list of tenth, uh, old fantasy, I guess, armies that are going to be out and about? Yes, I did. Um, as you said, kicker. Skaven not yeah. not having new stuff. Out for I think there were actually a lot of fan favorite armies where they're not really going to be getting anything updated or, or done. So mm -hmm. just even in my uh, text with some of my buddies that I grew up with that are getting back into Warhammer just because old, old world is coming coming back out. There was some excitement. There was also a little bit of feels bads for you know for some folks. I'm a Skaven player. That's my true love uh, for Warhammer. But uh, I'm I'm sticking with 40k. So I'll live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and you know what? We do have Wood Elves, which is another fan favorite. So I'm glad we got Wood Elves back and, and of course, the Dwarves. So. Oh, and Beastmen. So there's still plenty of good yeah. stuff around. It is said. And, and Tomb Kings, of course. Yeah, there. Thanks, chat, for correcting me. Uh, all right. Let's talk about 10th edition news. We've been getting bombarded by faction focus after faction focus. Yes, we have Orc Seth, but you got to hold off for a second. Let's start off with Imperial Knights. Thoughts on Imperial last. Knights? Got it. Got best, it. For, best for last. Seth, Imperial Knights, the big boys. Uh, give me a brief synopsis. What, what do you think, man? Uh, day's big and stompy, but we's going to crunch them. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. They, no, they introduced an oath mechanic, yeah. um, which is basically like setting yourself like 
your own little mission, whether it's go steal objectives or kill the, the enemy warlord. And you get scaling buffs based on that as well as extra CP. So one of them is like, you get to feel no pain. That's really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely, I think there's definitely some play there. We, we've been bouncing back and forth. What's between the two of them? Um, is it easier to capture your opponent's home field objectives or kill their warlord? Yeah. I think it'll obviously depend on what your opponent's warlord is, but there's definitely some play there. So I'm interested to see how these, those go. Uh, Last Friday, we got Tau. And mm -hmm. I know, Seth, you've played more Tau than either Nikki D or I have. Uh, is I that by, by, by that definition, is that any Tau? Like, yeah, neither one of us have ever even oh, okay. played Tau. Yeah. So so you are the the Tau guru in our in yeah. our. In our so they, they basically yeah. have uh, completely reworked how, how marker lights work. Um, with them becoming an observer mechanic rather than I fire little laser pointers at you. Um, they, they still definitely are going to improve the ability of, of the shooting units, um, but it does take a little bit more planning in terms of this unit's going to be the observer and then this unit's going to fire. And that one observer unit, they did preview like Pathfinders can observe for two different uh, friendly shooting units. Uh, but uh, just keep that in mind. It's a little bit more planning. Do we know if Crute um, can observe? Because that'd be kind of no, cool. Probably not. Probably not. Okay. Probably not. Um, and then the, the big thing, the thing that's going to like get everyone happy is they have shown that uh, drones are no longer like separate models. They are war gear added to units. Oh, cool. Uh, so they give the units uh, additional abilities and the the much maligned shield drone that everyone hated that was just a little floating <laughs> T4-2 wound disc with a four pinball yeah. save now just gives the the model you attach it to plus one to wound or plus one wound, okay. um, which could be good, but it's definitely not going to be as strong as floating little dude with four pinball. Yeah, no, those things were so. Did you like annoying. my drone impression? Yeah, no, I love it. Whoa, whoa, I mean, whoa, whoa, I, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. I see a drone right now. I'm where'd Seth go? No, those little shield drones were terribly annoying. I am glad that they've been changed. Uh, oh, oh, Monday we had Chaos Knights, yeah. and I'm gonna phone in Nikki D for this one because he is our Chaos player, or more so than either one of us. So, so Nikki D, Chaos Knights. Any highlights you want to talk about them? Uh, anything of interest? Yeah, a lot of great stuff for Chaos Knights, and um, it's interesting just seeing the discourse between Imperial Knight players and Chaos Knights players, who <laughs> thinks they got the better book based on what we've got so far. Uh, the big thing for Chaos Knights, as you know, in ninth, and ninth edition is the Harbingers of Dread. It's that flow chart that they pick a different ability and they can't go, <laughs> yeah. you know, they have to go back and forth, all that sort of thing. It adds a really cool mechanic. It's going to be much more um, simple and uh, as to what it does. Um, it's easier for them to hit and wound units that are battle shocked. Units that are battle shocked are not as good at them. Um, the one thing that was really spicy that I think got everybody fired up, uh, it's the stratagem that you're seeing on the screen now. If you're watching the show, Dreadhounds, uh, sustained hits, it makes sustained hits go off on a five plus. So, what that means, it only happens for a war dog, so the little knights, but on a five plus to hit, it automatically wounds. That's a great ability for just one command point. They pack some great weapons. So, Chaos Knights have some really, really wait, cool wait, stuff. Is sustained hits uh, uh, an automatic wound, oh, or no, is it incorrect. exploding? I'm still learning these rules. It's no, no, exploding. No, it's, it's, it's exploding. exploding. <laughs> You're getting exploding fives and sixes, which is like legit, especially when you got some uh, some powerful guns going yes. out. That's that's really solid. Oh, 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 oh uh, uh, stick around because I want to talk about Custodes, Nikki D. Maybe, maybe have some thoughts because I've never played Custodes. I played a lot of against a lot of Custodes, and they always stop me. But Trajan does some crazy stuff, right? D did you catch what he does? Two up in fall. I, I don't know what he. I don't know what he doesn't do. <laughs> Two up in fall. Seth is ate it. Yeah. Um, 
overall the custodians looked really really good i i think there were there's a lot of people that really love them as a faction trajan has a lot it's his uh moment shackle ability he gets to choose yeah. you know choose that it can be a two-up involve there's some other great tricks that can be um you know built that are built into it but uh i, I think the other part for custodies was their martial guitars they, yeah. they pick that at the start of each fight phase and there's three different ones that they can choose from um that 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 can be a defensive buff it can be make them more killy so that works pretty well and then their detachment yeah oh yeah cool. detachment bonus of four plus feel no pain against mortal wounds so it's not just you know we're used to ninth edition is it mortal wounds, wounds or psychic i think it's oh, mortal wounds oof. well I'll, I'll i'll pull up the page here to confirm yeah, um no, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Double, so while well, he's pulling checking. up the page, no, no, I'm pulling up too. It takes okay, like it is, while it you guys are mortal pulling, wounds. It, it is mortal wounds. wounds. All okay, mortal so wounds. Hot, hot take, guys. Real fast. Seth, Nick, uh, Nick, you go first. Do you think that we're going to have more mortal wounds in the new edition than we did in the old edition? Are they going to be a thing? We have to, like, is this going to be more valuable going into tenth? Because you know, mortal wounds could definitely destroy custodies in ninth. Yeah, we've seen a decent number of the keyword devastating wounds in previews already right yeah, and yeah. devastating wounds is a six to wound instead of you know the, the wound Normal roll it, it just it's that many mortal wounds whatever the yeah. damage is so I, I i i don't know i we're probably not going to have as many mortal wounds from psychic powers or maybe from the stratagems but depending on how freely devastating i don't know i mean wounds, we just saw grenades <laughs> oh yeah. you're right grenades can do it oh good call seth yeah all right uh seth your thoughts what do you think Mortal wounds are they going to be more prevalent in tenth? Less. I think they're going to be more prevalent. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think just with with them adding like a core rule that is devastating wounds, um, I just think that means we're going to see like a lot of things have that. Yeah, your good point in the grenade strat right now. Every basically, you know, battle line troop squads can throw grenades and start dishing out mortal yeah. wounds. All right, now that we're done with faction focuses, we can go on to. <laughs> Sorry, and I know, I, I know, I know. Seth's been waiting for this. Wait, he's been waiting for this. All right, Seth, go, take go. it away. Today, today was Orc Wednesday. What happened? Uh, today was Orc Day, uh, like D Day, but Orcs. Uh, so they they previewed Orcs. Now the the army wide rule is still Wog. It's similar to what it was before, which is you call a Wog, you get advance and charge, you get plus one strength an attack and a five up involve, but you just get that. There's no multiple phases anymore, um, but you only get uh to call it at the start of each battle round so you're calling it uh and if you're going second your opponent knows that you're going to have that but that, the flip side is they know you're advanced and charging and coming at them but you also get that inbound yeah. uh so you get that defensive ability which is cool um their detachment rule was uh get stuck in which was the uh, entire army gets sustained hits in close combat uh which is exploding sixes to hit um so the golf rule basically so that's pretty sweet now they previewed uh, two units. They previewed the Beast Snagger Boys. Changes here. Uh, they got one better armor save, so they're a five-up armor save instead of a six-up. And they lost their invulnerable save, but they gained Feel No Pain 6+. plus. Ooh, that's better. So now, if I wog and I have a five-up in bone, I have a six-up Feel No Pain and a five-up in bone. Look at that. Look at that combo. Yep. And they get they they still get buffs against vehicles and stuff, so they're still looking like a good troop choice, but boy, oh boy. They showed they showed the big man himself right okay, there. It's controversial though, man. Some people, right. you know, okay, you you like it. Well, yet. the other people are wrong. I'm right and they're wrong. I don't care okay. what they're. All right, all right, all right. 
Tell us why. Uh, guys yeah, did. he lost some toughness, whatever, and some wounds. Boo hoo. He's a four up inbound save. He comes with Makari, who's a two up inbound, but he gained two massive improvements. He is infantry, so presumably he can move through terrain better than he did before because before he had to that's this he couldn't have been worse than he was before because before he had to keep waddling around walls slowly okay so whatever uh and he gained the leader ability so he can join units so before yeah he was phase capped at four wounds per phase but there were armies with multi-phase damage that's definitely always been a thing Guilty. now he at least can go in a unit um so he can prove his durability he still has great in combat with his claw and he hands out some pretty important buffs. The unit he joins gets plus one to hit and plus one to wound, uh, which is really strong. And when your wog is up, uh, Makari's banner gives everyone within 12 inches lethal hits, which oh, is nice. sixes to hit auto wound. So he's going to be a spicy boy. Now, we don't Except know what his Makari points are. Still but is really good and vulnerable. I remember in night. He does have his two up and vulnerable. Okay. Uh, so he can just be a little, uh, they, they called it suspiciously lucky uh, right. before. Uh, they don't call it that now, but in my heart, he's still suspiciously lucky. Um, and his little stabber does devastating wounds as well. Yeah, yeah. Cool. See, mortal wounds right there. Yeah, mortal yeah. Wounds from Makari. Um, they showed a couple weapons uh, on the Stampa. Uh, it, the the Def Cannon, everyone's like, oh my God, that's crazy. It's literally the exact same profile it was before. Um, the Mega Choppa is, is hilarious kicker because uh, it has strength 24. <laughs> it's winning everything on twos. Just a everything. casual 24. I mean, yeah, 24. We should wound everything on twos. Yeah. That's as many many wounds as knights had in uh, ninth edition. Yeah, yeah right. One shot knight. Um, now, they also showed a controversial unit, the squig launches on the rucker trucks. <laughs> um, these still are indirect fire, uh, and they ignore cover, so that's that's uh, that's making them a bit better. They lost the Pippa AP, but the ignore cover helps that. But the number of shots these things fire is D6 plus 6. Okay, cool. Before but now it's it one gun, right? It's it's one weapon, not like a bunch of like random like the original. Yeah, well, the originally there was two different ones. There was like a heavy one and a regular one. This just says quick launcher. If that's the small one and there's a bigger one on it, I'm very concerned. For <laughs> everyone else that's not an orc. Um, so uh, keep that in mind. They previewed two stratagems. I all right, tech priest Dicky. He's done very dirty things to me with his world leaders with his fight <laughs> on death. And then they gave us orcs has never beaten, which is any orc unit can fight on death. So screw you, world leaders. I get to do it too now. Uh, so I'm very happy about that. And then here we go. Uh, appears to be a stratagem as well, which is just plus two to advance and charge rolls, which makes it real good. Uh, so I'm, I'm super excited about that. So I am a very happy orc. I don't care what anyone else has to say. This was a great preview. <laughs> I am all in, baby. All right, uh, all right. Seth, but Mark of Corn in chat's asking, no more re-rolling charges for orcs? Question mark. Is this a huge concern for you? I mean, re-rolling charges was was fundamental. Seth, I spot. mean, yeah. I can use a CP to do that, maybe. Yeah. I mean, just just. I mean, uh, they're, they're, I mean, they didn't say we don't have that. It just showed that the the rules we do good have is one. Good point. Good point. Yeah, there's only a faction focus. There could be more because they only gave one detachment. I don't know. We don't. There could always be more. There could always be more. Right. Oh, we got us a super chat from John McCarl. Ooh, ninety nine, ninety nine. Hey, thanks, dude. That is a lot, John. Thank, Thank you so you. much, man. We'll, we'll uh, good luck this weekend and see you at ACO in a few weeks. Nice, uh, nice. So yeah, Kicker will be working hard, but we'll we'll definitely say hi at ACO because cool. I think all three of us are at ACO. Oh yeah, party! Woo! 
All right, cool. Yeah, if you see it at ACO, come and come hang out. We'll all go grab dinner or something. I'm actually, if if uh, Kenai viewers scan back in the the show to my my progress table, I'm actually working on some special giveaway items for listeners. Oh, are these the oh, ones we snap. talked about a while back? Uh, no, no. Oh, something different. Okay, cool. I've well, told you about these. Oh, top secret, secret stuff. Well, super secret. Super secret. Ultra secret. And John, you, you, are, you are guaranteed. Yeah, John's going to get one. Like, it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> John's getting one. John, thank you so much. That was really generous of you, man. Uh, let's hop into some nerd news. Uh, calling Nikki D, man. What's going on in the, 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 the pop culture side of things? Yeah, there, there wasn't a kick. We had a bunch of stuff last week, but there were, yeah. this was actually something that I caught wind of this past week. It had already been announced. Do you guys remember the 80s movie Gremlins? Yeah, of course. It's a classic, right? Like I always love watching it on Christmas Day because technically the movie happens mostly Christmas. It is a holiday Eve. movie. I, I, I right? it's a fact. Like the, yeah. the end of the movie, it becomes Christmas. So, like the whole, uh, you know, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes, yep. it is. Same thing with Gremlins. Anyways, HBO Max has, or it might just be Max now. I'm, that's a whole nother round of confusion. Yeah, they but they've re-branded. got they've got a cartoon. Uh, I think it's a movie. Um, but Gremlins: Secrets of the Mogwai. It's like a prequel <laughs> origin of them. Typically, I am very wary about prequels, um, but there are some great voice actors that are going to be included in it. Of course, they look they look really cute. I mean, and who who doesn't love Mogwai slash Kremlin? So yeah, go check out the trailer. That's 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 it. That's my recommendation for this week. Oh wait 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 wait! In oh, the yeah. pre pre show thing, we were chatting about a little series you started watching, which I binge watched about a oh, month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Guys, The Last Kingdom. Please, mm-hmm. what do you think, Nick? You just started it. Yeah, and uh, I had one of one of the original guys that got me into 40K. Uh, his name is Aaron. He has the deepest voice you will ever hear in the history of anybody. He had recommended the series to me like years ago, and I just never got around to watching it. And then uh, I just happened to watch last week this movie, Kicker. Do you, know, do you remember the name of the movie? Oh, my gosh. It's the Seven Seven Kings Must seven, seven. Yep, Seven Kings Must Die. Yeah. Watch the movie because it looked like it was this fantasy, soaring board. Uh, political yep. maneuvering, but also battlefield type of stuff. Turns out that movie is the end of the TV series. I didn't realize yeah. it when I watched it. So, <laughs> <laughs> pro tip: Uh-oh. watch the series and then the movie. But uh, but yeah, if you like, order to watch things. It's it's basically a good old medieval, you know, fighting action movie series. A lot of you know Vikings versus you know British people or English people. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, all right, let's jump into what's next. What's next? Oh, some Signal shorts here. kicker. Oh shit! This one's right for now? you. All right, cool. Are you ready? I, I'm. I'm. Are you prepared? prepared? All right. So, kicker. Why is it important to have a tournament buddy or hobby husband? <laughs> hobby husband. Sorry. All right. Ready? Go. Um, sure. Leading up to the event, you need somebody to practice with and bounce ideas off, even late into night. Seth, I was calling you late last night. Like you, you were. I was like, I'm in bed, kicker. <laughs> but you need that person. Okay. Also, they're going to keep you accountable. They're going to make sure you get your 30 flash gets ready for ACO. And you get to share a room with this person. All of these events, you're going to be staying at a hotel. Share a room with somebody. Make, make it a little easier in your wallet. And then on top of that, if you are in the top rounds and you need food or drink, your hobby husband, your, your best bud can go snag you some food from the concession stand so you can keep on playing. Boom. Awesome. Great there job, Kicker. There we go. Um, uh, we've got to talk a little bit about events. It's important. Yeah. And well, not just Frontline Gaming events, but also just events that happen at Frontline Gaming. What? Sisters Terrain. That just oh, dropped. Yeah, right. Can we can we show the photo of this thing? This thing is amazing. Yeah. Here we go. Let's bring that beautiful thing yeah. in. Yeah. The, the Sisters Terrain was uh, premiered, showed off at LVO. It was 
loved by all. It was yes. one, you know, one of our more competitive tables. It is perfectly designed uh, and extremely functional and gorgeous. There, there it is. We have another photo that shows it on the complete and total table, complete like laid out there. If we want to pull that next photo too, it is a beautiful set you can get right now. Uh, you know, like I said, you can get it pre-painted so you just got to you know assemble it and you're good to go this will be at most of our events this will actually be at all of our events for the rest of the year uh, it will be probably one of the primary sets that and yeah. the uh the the evil chaos set will be the two primary sets all right what else have we got we got aco um well we got bao this geez we got bao in like four days i better get ready for that you do it is indeed coming it is indeed coming it is sold out walk-ins are welcome but only if we can fit you in you know i've got people constantly bombarding me trying to get in still we have aco guys the packet people have been asking me about this the terrain packet the terrain portion of the packet for aco will be updated right after bao we want to see how bao goes and then if we need to make any last minute tweaks we'll do that and then update the aco packet so give us another week and then the aco packet will be updated and then i mean everyone don't worry about aco i'm gonna win it 35 <laughs> Seth calling his shots all right there, there we go um okay lone star open guys Kill team, should we do it? We currently don't have a kill team event there planned. Should we do it? I want to hear from you, the audience. Hit me up on Facebook. Send me a message. Shoot me an email. Tell us in chat right now. How do you feel about smoke signals? <laughs> smoke signals? I'm okay with smoke signals. Carrier pigeons are pre uh, preferred if possible. I, I, I like animals. Okay. And, you know, smoke signals are okay, but carrier pigeons better. But tell us because we're trying to figure out, you know, we still have time. We can make a kill team event happen. But as of right now, it's still kind of in limbo. And now LVO. Last week we talked about the launch date. The launch date is the 9th. Uh, the event will be taking place January 18th through 21st. It will be at the Rio and you will have the choice of two different rooms in the room block. The, the rooms from, I guess, current rooms and then the brand new upgrade rooms. They're only a few dollars more and the nice rooms are very, very nice. I was very nice. privileged to get to tour the, the new rooms while I was there earlier. Uh, it is under new ownership too. So there's gonna be a lot of other changes and lots of potential. Now also, if you are a high roller from 2023, so the past LVO, if you are a high roller, please check your email uh, today, like please. So, so, so make sure you check that out. Oh, um, we, we want to talk about the LVO logo. Yes, we've done a new logo. This is our robot. He is playing cards. He is a game system um, neutral, if you want to call, call it that. Because <laughs> because we didn't want to just do something that's like what we've been doing is just a 40K guy. LVO's gotten so big. While 40K has grown, Age of Sigmar has grown even faster. I, I, Kicker, did you have a hand in this logo? Uh, I mean, slightly. It's I mean, very Earth Tony. It is Earth I did not actually, not not on the actual uh, execution of the logo, just in general overall concept. I'm just saying, if someone sends a, that Earth Tony logo <laughs> to Kicker, I'm sure he's like, amazing color choices. I love it. It's perfect. But yes, we wanted a, a robot that whether you're playing Star Wars or you're playing, you know, MCP or, or 40K, you can appreciate he's playing cards because he's in Vegas, he's gambling. Uh, there will be other versions of this logo based off of, on different packets, but this is just kind of our initial launch. But yeah, that will, you know, you're going to want the merch with the LVO because all this, this cool logo guy will be on a bunch of things. Do you like it? Are you, besides the, the color? Yeah, I like it. I like it. Okay, it makes like me want to play poker, which I just said, I have to go play poker now that I'm in Vegas, in Vegas this year. So, uh, it definitely is is evocative of of the event for me. Awesome. Well, hey Seth, why don't we go to our main segment? You want to yeah. take it on there? Kicker, there's a little event coming up this weekend. Have you heard about it? It's no idea. Bay Area. Open. Oh yeah, I think I, yeah, I think I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a thing. And and uh, Kicker, 
Can you tell us a little bit about the history of this event? This is the longest running frontline game event. Everyone thinks LVO was our first. This no, is LVO the granddaddy is not. of them. This all. is the yes, this is the granddaddy of the events. A lot of the the founders of frontline gaming are, are from California and, and the Bay Area was their backyard. And this was the, the first event. It has been hosted in all sorts of venues. Uh, more recently, it was attached to the KubelCon Comic Convention. Uh, this mm -hmm. year it is still it is independent from KubelCon. We're running the entire event. We were able to expand. But if you are a BAO ticket holder, you get to go to KubelCon for free. Yay. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I can remember many, many years ago in the early days of this channel as a, as a viewer, uh, watching uh, some of the coverage in between rounds of the BAO, uh, which was very exciting for me. But it was like, I think it was in a... Um, like a fairgrounds, yeah. Because I remember, I just remember Reese in a suit with the giant fur belt in front of bales of hay. Yeah, and I was very confused as to what was happening. We've come a long way, Seth. We have, we have. <laughs> um, but kicker. So uh, it, it's so it's the granddaddy of of, of all of the frontline gaming events. This is where it started. Uh, you know, BAO doesn't work years ago. I don't know that you and I are sitting here kicking. Exactly, it, it so, is what launched frontline gaming into being a you know I, I like to say the best. Uh, you know, 40K slash miniature war gaming tournament circuit there is. Uh, the BAO um, is restricted in size. People are like, well, why isn't it as big as LVO? So LVO has a lot of options that we couldn't do in San Francisco. First of all, San Francisco is extremely expensive. Yeah. So the BAO, you know, it's sold out, but it's also like, it's not nearly as big as LVO. We just don't have the square footage. You know, uh, it's, 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 San Francisco is expensive to rent space. Mm -hmm. um, but with that said, we are in a beautiful ballroom. We're in the same location we were last year at the, the, the Marriott right next to the airport. It's gorgeous right there in the water, uh, plenty of light, a lot of elbow room. So, 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 it, awesome. but it is, it is, it is, it's it's something you go pay pilgrimage to. You go pay you know respect yeah. to. You go yeah. do BAO. Like, it's on my bucket list. It just it's on your bucket list exactly. Um, kicker question. So Shoot. if I'm going to the BAO, what kind of like you know food options you got nearby? Well, I mean, you're in San Francisco, man, uh, and you know you, just you got more than just rice aroni there. All right, you, you Are got you sure. <laughs> I've heard from a reliable source that rice aroni is uh, the predominant uh, treat in San Francisco. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm sure it is consumed, but no, there's plenty of food options around the area. The thing with this venue, though, is that you know, you, it's you got a nice restaurant on site, but it's not like a full fledged resort like like the like the Rio where you have like 30 different restaurants so you, you know you go down the street you go get some food well um, you get the flavor of the town then yeah i mean san francisco is such a fun city to go visit to so i encourage all players that come to the bao to try and stick around sunday night go to go downtown or something enjoy san francisco I mean, itself. Beach. or flying back if you have to fly back hey it's memorial day weekend right it so is. theoretically you got monday off go hang out you do you do uh chad is uh really appreciative that we're talking about the food situation this is critical this is critical okay so the restaurant on site Last year was very good. I ate it, um, yeah. but to, to be honest, uh, there you you it's not downtown, right? It's in between the airport and downtown. So you're gonna want to hop in your car, hop in an Uber, and go downtown yeah. to go find like the yeah. fancy quality restaurants. We're, we're um, giving the people the lowdown. So so I'm, I'm you, you, you needed a plan after your last round of the day. You need to get your buddies together and get the Uber lined up to head over to t downtown to explore the the area. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, but some other, you know, all of our venues are different, right? This one yeah. is like, this one's a premium, like venue itself is gorgeous, but it's not like Lone Star Open no, where you walk, walk across the street and you're in like, you know, a shopping center. So, all right. So I, I did a little perusing of the attendees 
Um, oh. You know, kicker, you you care about the lists. I don't care about the lists. I care about the players. Oh man, okay, fair enough. Well said. I'm well about said. the players, kicker. Um, <laughs> and so I I was going through and just seeing some names on there that really kind of stood out to me. Uh, the first name that I, I pulled out was Leo. That's my our, boy. Our beloved uh, uh, FLG member Leo uh, used to be on the road crew. Now he's elevated in position and no longer on the road crew. But uh, <laughs> I'm excited to see him because I know a lot of the FLG guys don't actually get to play in the events. Yeah, so. but this event in particular, because it's the longest running one, it's also mm-hmm. a relatively short drive from the HQ in Vegas. Yeah. A lot of the frontline gaming full-time staff are, are going to yeah. be playing in it. And and he's playing guard, and along with that, Frankie G and Papa is going to be going. He's yes. playing Botan. Frankie, uh, and, the co-founder, co-president yeah. of Frontline Gaming. Yeah, and uh, our our other our other friend on, in the crew, Jake Jacobson's there playing Yunari. So you got like three guys from oh, from the FLG team. Dude, we also got Junior. Junior. Oh, that's junior. Right. That's, I, I, I remember Junior was on there. Yeah. <laughs> and Junior's been a role. I think he won the uh, the Alamo GT down in Texas. He did. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. I was like a couple weeks back. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's coming to too. coming to come battle it out. Of, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's no. All those guys. gaming guys though too right Seth there's a few yeah. right yeah there's a few but then there's also a lot of like uh names that have basically you know have either previously had some some big success at FLG events or or recently including Ben Jurek uh who kicker do you remember who who won that that Rocky Mountain Open thing yeah. just, who was that yeah was it was it Ben I think it, it was, was Ben, ben. <laughs> it was Ben so Ben's going back with his with his golfs so excited to see him to, to be clear um, Ben is a is an orc specialist like that mm-hmm. is his yep. faction. So you know he, he you know he's always playing orcs. He knows what he's doing. He won yeah. the Rocky Mountain Open earlier this year, so he's coming for for yeah. the victory. Now the problem is uh, Ben. He's going to have some competition for orcs there. Really? Because because one one of the other uh, big names in orcs, Lucas Trawler, is going to be there playing orcs. Oof. We're going to have us a good old fashioned war boss off. I think. Nice. Um, nice, but nice. if you're talking about other faction specialists there, you got Tyler Bortel running Gene Sailor called. He stays oh, yeah. in his his hive mind lane. Um, <laughs> and so he's always either on NIDS or GSC or a combination thereof. And then Kicker, uh, I think you've met this man before, but Euless Sanders, uh, the hardcore Necron player. He yeah. plays nothing but Necrons, live or die Necrons. He's there, he's there repping his Necrons. So, nice. you know, you might be thinking, oh, yeah, this army's not so good in, in ninth anymore, but there are some serious faction dedicated guys there. So I I'd be watching out. Oh, okay. Um, you, you you don't forget some of the other guys though. You're no, talking no. about dedicated faction players. There's one guy that he this is what he's known for. Now, now I know who you're talking about. I put Brandon Grant on the list, but I didn't put him on the list because of guard kicker. Okay, why? Just other things. I put Brandon Grant on the list because this man is a previous LVO winner. True, he's true, a true. Previous BAO winner. Yeah. Uh, so this this man is is had a long track history and he's been out of ninth edition for a bit. Um, from my understanding, he's, you know, had a family, you know, had some more, uh, you know, duties there. So, you know, a little less uh, out in the 40K scene, but he's coming back. And I'm, I'm just going to say you got to keep an eye out for these guys, even if they're not playing a ton in this edition. They still got the skills. So I definitely keep my eye on the Brandon Grant. Everyone likes to call like Richard Siegler the robot. Brandon Grant was the original robot. Okay, he's Skynet 1.0. Don't sleep on Skynet, people. It's going to take you down. Um, no, very, very well said. Said. Now there is also another previous winner of the BAO here. Uh, our our good friend of the team, Jesse Sells, yeah. uh, last year's winner. If everyone remembers that last year, it was a really uh, kind of big emotional moment for Jesse because uh, he was uh, 
the the late great Jeff Robinson's roommate, uh, and Jeff had won this event. This was the Belt of Rust was actually renamed after Jeff. Yep. Um, so Jesse to come back and win that title uh, for his buddy was was great to see. So he is back to defend his crown, and he's bringing sisters. And I got to tell you, man, people are sleeping on sisters still. Yeah. Yeah, they got they got a punch. Uh, I mean, you know, and Jesse, uh, I'm rooting for him, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he he won last year. He's a friend of the the Frontline Gaming family. Yeah, you know, I, I can be a little biased. You know, uh, so so like you said, he's taking sisters. We haven't seen sisters. Has sister won any major event in the past few weeks? I not think. not in a minute, but they're yeah. definitely still have the potential. Right. So I wouldn't count someone like Jesse out. Hey, we got a, do we, do we have James Carmona? He's coming too, right? James Carmona. Now James said that I, I, I he said the, the, we, I don't know who we is because I don't remember saying this, saying that his world eaters suck. Oh. Um, and, and that he, that he wasn't going to win with them at the capital city clash. So I'm here to say James Carmona is taking world eaters and they're going to suck because I hate world eaters, James. <laughs> I don't hate you as a person, but boy, do I hate world eaters because <laughs> you know, it's really fun playing against world eaters as orcs who don't have the heroic intervention and in no. the fight on death strats right now so <laughs> down with all world eaters players um, i'm sorry james you were just a victim of the crossfire here oh that's so funny uh nikki d what's chat think about our, our our list of players to watch at bao yeah first of all guys chat loving all the action tonight a lot of folks usual folks some newcomers to the chat that are here as well so if you're watching this on youtube after the fact please come and join us in the chat for future weeks um a couple questions that i got for you kicker and seth to oh, lead us off Kicker, chat wants to know, what is the breakfast cereal situation <laughs> at BAO? You should have right, expected right. this. All right, chat, I, I love you guys. I, I am, I'm a, you know, I will never bullshit you. Um, BAO, you know, it's it's fine. The, the restaurant down there for breakfast is fine. It's nothing special, but I am uh, very particular with my sugary breakfast cereal. I want to make sure I get the best. So this is the kind of venue where you do uh, throw a box of, you know, honey bunch of oats, you know, cocoa pebbles in your suitcase. There you go. You I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, ah, I, I, you know, Fruit Loops are okay, Frosted Flakes they're okay, but I, I want some cocoa pebbles. I'm bringing those with me to to the event. So, so recommending you guys do the same. Excellent. Right. Okay. The the chat does seem to be excited to to see what Brandon Grant does on the table. You know, we yeah. guys talked about him coming back. There's also some Frankie fans uh, in yeah. the chat, mm -hmm. you know, so he, Frankie, Frankie's running Gotan. He's, he's bringing his uh, space tours on. Yeah, right. He's, he's bringing Gotan, right? Yeah, 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 yeah he's, he's got Gotan on the list. So that should Great. be fun. But before we go, Seth, question for you from the chat. Mm -hmm. So don't blame me. Um, don't shoot me. I'm just the messenger here. Chat <laughs> wants to know, are you wearing purple this weekend and sneaking into the event last minute? We'll never know. <laughs> It'd be a surprise. <laughs> I was wearing purple. You'd never see me, so you'll never know. You can't prove I wasn't there wearing purple. How's that, chat? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Seth, speaking of things that you cannot see but you can hear, what's going on with the front oh, line? Good transition. Where's the Air, Air Five? Air Five. Good job, bud. Uh, so yeah, things going on in the network. Um, so uh, if guys remember, you know, folks on the network, uh, tabletop little little group called Tabletop Titans. I don't if you heard of them, Kicker. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard uh, of them. They've been doing some new content that I've been finding very interesting that I thought was worth sharing. You know, they, they, everyone knows they have live streams for their 40k games and their AOS games and MCP games, but they've been doing more of these kind of sit and chat styles called the Good Talk, um, and they've been 
covering all kinds of topics. You know, they did one where like, what was the strongest armies of ninth edition or the most broken armies, but now they're starting to get into more of the faction focus breakdown. So that's been fun to see and them just sitting around chat. So I think those are always kind of a good, those are good, easy listen, uh, because it's, it's just two dudes talking and it's not so much like you have to pay attention to what the game's doing. So I've found that really good just to kind of listen to, uh, while I'm painting my million flash kits. Um, I, I have to shame our listeners though, kicker. All right. I'm very upset with them uh, because I've been as, as as part of my role here. I watch all the other shows and and keep an eye on them and help them when I can. And our friends at the the former Thursday show called the Warhammer Matter Chasers now, they definitely have uh, have had some trouble finding their audience again because um, they had a, they had a great audience when they were when they were part of the, the the main channel here. But when they decided that they they wanted their own channel in their own space, y'all didn't follow them over there, and I'm a little sad about that. Um, so go support those guys. They're still doing great work. I mean, I know they don't have Tech Priest Dicky behind the camera anymore, and they don't have the lovely Nikki D like we do, but they're still a great group of guys, except for Adam Camilleri. But the Paul and yeah. Dustin are great. Wonderful um, human and you can, you can Everyone can tolerate Adam Camilleri for a bit. If you have to, yeah. Yeah, so go on over there and check them out. Now, kicker. The last, uh, the last person uh, group that I wanted to talk about, you know, this little group called Vanguard Tactics. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're I think out of the UK or something. Yeah. Nothing, and and they've been helping me with some coaching. Um, and and they, I was talking with Stephen. They actually have a big plan for tenth edition. They have actually been doing tons of work behind the scenes on this. Um, but they're actually launching a a tenth ed accelerator program. So basically, do you kicker want to have a a video uh, crash course series for how to play 10th competitively. Um, and, and do you want someone who is very skilled in education, like Michael and Steven, to take you through it and show you how to do it? Um, if that's something you're interested in, they actually have launched the pre-orders for that program. And it's only like $46 right oh, now. Wow. Um, and it's going to have for a ton of program? content for the whole program. That's $46 for the accelerator program. It's less it's than really a box cheap. of infantry. Yeah, that's literally how they advertise it. <laughs> I wonder where you got that kicker. Um, but no, so I'm super excited about that. So I'm going to be signing up for that myself uh, to kind of help get my, my my feet under me because I'm I'm planning to go to Lone Star. So uh, I got to learn this edition fast, folks. So uh, yeah. And then, you know, Matt Laura, Matt's not biased uh, about the VT coaches being pretty good. Uh, he might be one of them, uh, you know, but go check him out. Uh, I'm very excited for that program. I know Steven's been doing a lot of work on that. So uh, jump in up while you can, because I think the price after this, the pre-sale ends, it goes up to like 120 or 130. So it almost doubles. Hey, we, doubles. we're talking about Vanguard Tactics. I, I got to say right. this. We didn't talk about it earlier. It's pretty important. That sister set, that sister set, that's okay. Vanguard Tactics approved. Stephen Bott oh, yes. has given his seal of approval. Is I a, saw the logo on there. Yeah, right, right, right. So that one's that we worked with in collaboration with him, as well as so another secret, super secret project of, of terrain that we're working on. That's going to be another VT special that we'll be making. So so sit tight for that one. As is well. it a gym set? <laughs> How did you know? How did you know? No. Busted. <laughs> All right. Kicker. Let's get on over into the community spotlight. You, you did a, a little poll that I thought was interesting. I got a fair few votes this week. What was that one? Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of votes, guys. Thank you so much for contributing to vote. Look every week in our Frontline Gaming Facebook community group. Uh, and there you can you see their poll each week. All right. So how many playable 40K armies do you have? So the keyword here is playable. All right. So we had, you know, one 
as an option. We had two as an option. We had three to four as an option, five to seven as an option, eight plus as an option. And then um, somebody went in and said, I have multiple that are not playable. Uh, Jeremy H added that. And that's actually a really good point. A lot of people just have a bunch of armies that are not playable at all because they like collecting or, or they just never got to the point of, of completing an army. So, so Seth, without looking, what do you think? What, what, okay, what do you have, Seth? Actually, what do you have? What is your, how many armies? So, so in, in the voting bracket, I, I'm four. So I voted in the three to four. Three to four. I have a space marine armor that I did for like a hobby project. I still have it because it's still pretty. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got Votan, I've got Tau, and then I have my, my main love, Mowarks. Mowarks. So, uh, Nikki D, where, where are you at on this? How many armies do you have? Also four. Blood Angels, yeah. my, my, true, my first 40K love. Death Guard, Chaos Demons, Necrons. Uh, which I started with the Indominus set, right? The starter set. So I, I, yeah. I picture, right, 10th edition, there's going to be a lot of new Tyranid players for the same oh, yeah. reason. I'm a Necron player. And then I've got about 1,800 points of Imperial Knights. So I'm close yeah. to five. Almost there. Almost I'm close there. to Almost. five. I'm Almost. approaching that bracket. Well, 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 guys, I too have four. I've got Admech, Orcs, so four Eldar. four is the correct number, obviously. Say what? Four is the correct number, then. Four is the correct number, and the guard, of course. That's my four. Yeah. So you know, four it seems like the correct number, and yes, by the by the results, four gets the highest percentage. Three to four have the highest percentage at twenty nine percent, closely followed surprisingly by with five to seven at twenty five percent. Twenty five, five to seven armies. I mean, I just I thought three to four was like the the more. You know, I don't know. I just was surprised. Yeah. Five to seven. I uh, mean, yeah. What's that? If you look at a kicker, the bulk of people. Are in that oh uh, three plus category. You're like absolutely right. Yeah. You know, every everything above that, that is the the lion's share. That's yeah. like seventy four percent of people. Yeah, I mean, the least amount of people have one army. Obviously, you know, yeah. people that are spending time reading about Warhammer on online probably are pretty dedicated. They're probably going to have more than one army, but still, only ten percent said one army. Uh, we got a lot of people saying, you know, eight plus though, right? Like over ten, like twelve percent saying eight plus. That's just a lot of 40k uh seth we got a few comments here uh you know online did you see yeah, so uh john oates uh he said he had six but he cut back to just one dark angels because that was the only one he was really playing with and he's really happy now because that's letting him kind of focus his hobby efforts and particularly something like dark angels which is a space marine army you have a huge range of models to work with there yeah. so i think it's a good call john kicker you have to cut back to one army so do you nicky i know mine. <laughs> I mean, with guard, I might I might go back to it. I'm having so much fun. Uh, Nick, we got any other comments or anything that stood out? Uh, yes, we do. Albert Gatton says eight is rookie numbers or conscript, maybe if we're talking, you know, making a 40K play on this. <laughs> yeah, right, but, right, right. Uh, yep. Albert has 16 plus. <laughs> so that's, you know, that, that's, a, that's, that's a lot. Uh, I will yeah. note that, you know, in the chat here, Matt Laura, my uh, opponent from Sunday and of Vanguard Tactics. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, if if that's my nemesis, he's a very nice, very he nice. He is nemesis. your nemesis from now on, Nick. I'll that take is it. it. I will take it. Um, he says in the chat that he has all but Admech and Thousand Sons. So all, all but hell? Admech and Thousand oh, Sons. So he's that got plenty. Impressive. He's got plenty of options to kick my butt with a different wait, army wait. in the future. <laughs> that's a lot of armies, Matt. If you're, in, I mean, you are in chat. To, uh, we, how long have you been playing this? Because that is a lot of freaking armies, man. Congratulations. I am, I'm slightly jealous. I wish I had that many. Um, so, oh, guys, okay, okay. Um, Stephen Hardy said he's been playing since 1987, uh, and he's had one fully play playable army that entire time. It's been Crimson Fist. He is just a diehard Crimson Fist he fan. He is. Uh, yeah. In eighth, though, I'm sorry that Pedro. 
never got sunsetted by. <laughs> oh yeah, they lost that guy. He mm-hmm. did. He did say that in eighth he started expanding a little bit, but but Crimson Fist, those are his babies. Mm-hmm. So. I Great. mean, there's now I, there's one person that didn't comment, but I I'm going to point out there is one person in this debate that cannot be beaten. All right, and that is uh, the lovely Danny McDevitt of Grim After Dark. He owns every. No way. Are you serious? He literally has every army. Oh my gosh. Jeez. More than Matt, Laura. Wow. Yeah. So it's just, I'm just like, I mean, I guess that's the thing at this point is you just have every army. And like, I think it means he's obligated every time GW makes a new army that he has to purchase it. Because <laughs> at that you point, you're just like, I guess I have to. It's Pokemon. You got to get them all, man. Exactly. I got to collect so, yeah, them all. I think, right? I think he misinterpreted his game systems back when. So. <laughs> Let's get on over to the, the community spotlight and show off some of the amazing work being done by the folks over in the Frontline Gaming Community Group. Uh, first up this week, uh, my, my good buddy, my local friend, uh, Mike Bridgman, he polished off four more Dark Angels dreads. Uh, Mike always does such good work, and he's always super fast at his painting. Like This guy is, is Speedy Gonzalez, so always impressed with him. Um, next up, uh, we have uh, Phantom Dice has been working on a fan, or, uh yeah, it's on a Phantom Titan. Um, now this is early work in progress, but that is a big red boy. That is red, man. That is a, a big red boy. Yeah. Very impressed with that. Uh, then next up, we have JC Watts. He's been working on some guard kicker. I know how you love guard. Yes, I, I love guard, man. That is. Uh, and, I, and I do owe JC uh, a solid here because uh, guys remember last year, uh, JC, I went to an event he ran. Uh, it's a charity event in Maryland called the Battle to Ends Alzheimer's where he raises uh, money for Alzheimer's research. Uh, tickets just went up on sale for that one, August 5th and 6th. Always a great time to go check it out. And I, I believe that our, our own Nikki D also has had some run in with this lovely individual, JC. Yes, uh, JC was part of the bus crew. Seth, you know him from the League yep. of Extraordinary Gentlemen, uh, which you founded as a team. But anyways, JC and I got to play our first game of 40K this weekend. We played Saturday mm-hmm. round two. JC and I, we we are in agreement on this, and this is a fact. JC and I both have the goodest and cutest dog of anyone mm. in 40K. <laughs> so our game was the battle of the best 40K dog havers. Um, we, we, we agreed that we weren't going to, you know, the game was not stipulated. Who, who won that dog. battle? No, who I, won? I, I did, but we, huh. we, we set it up Better saying up. that it was not right or it wasn't. Neither one of us was going to agree, win or lose, that we had that the other one had a better or cuter dog. So we agreed to disagree on it. We had a fantastic game. But um, folks, as someone myself who has had family members that have battled with Alzheimer's, this is a, a great event for a good cause. Um, JC and the guys that run it, it is a great event. So uh, check that out if you're able. Um, and uh, you'll you'll have a great time. Yeah, so go check that out. Help support those guys. Lots of fun there. Uh, next up, model wise, uh, you know him, you love him. Dean Pritchard's back uh, this time with his coconut crab uh, old one eye. Uh, so look, you can see the poor missing eye on the old one eye, and where he got his 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 beloved name. Um, huge community member and huge shout out to to adam peterson he's always on the communicate page if i'm not up there posting on wednesdays about what he's been working on adam definitely is this week he's been working on the red skull from mcp uh so it the, the blue lightning on that really popped i always struggle doing those lightning effects not so hard. Um, but he did that really great and then kicker this is yeah. one that you found for us this is patrick yeah. martin's votan check out those votan chat if you're if you're listening to this you need to be here and at least if not in the live chat uh come back to this video and check out these models because Insane. my god man uh take a look at that uh there are some some amazing highlights on those votan but, but it's also they, the heads the faces they got beards it's votan they, with beautiful they, 
they got beards, but they look like dirty space miners. It's awesome. Perfect. It's perfect. I'm going to just keep making up new sea creatures for your nids. Uh, next time, don't worry. It's going to be spider crabs. Uh, he's <laughs> me again. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Heck? Anyway, but yeah, great job, uh, Patrick. Um, really loving your work there, man. Uh, I love the dirty space miner uh, aesthetic. That's kind of what I went with my guys. Um, now, I did, I did tell chat that I was going to circle back around to this one. Uh, so I, I did uh, save this question. Um, this is from, I think it's Mr. Unknown. Uh, he said he mentioned, I've mentioned previously that I, I live in a more remote area and use tournaments to get a lot of my games in. What hobby and gaming advice do you have for those who live far from uh, local game stores? Uh, so I, I, in terms of hobbying, you know, I'm, what I'm doing right now is what I do for hobby where I, I figure out, you know, something I want to work on for a tournament that's upcoming and that kind of keeps me on track of doing some hobby progress if you know if not every day every few days um so that kind of keeps those i use that tournament as a you know a, a mark on the calendar of i have to have 30 flash gets done by the middle of june otherwise i'm gonna be a sad panda when i go up to aco um so i use events to, to kind of motivate my hobbying Obviously, I watch a lot of videos, uh, check out different YouTube channels for painting ideas. Uh, so that kind of gives me some inspiration. Um, you know, if I'm trying to learn a new technique, that's a way to do it. Um, and in terms of, of gaming, um, since I don't have anyone to play with locally that much anymore, I do a fair amount of TTS um, in terms of just trying to get my reps. Now, TTS uh, can be a divisive topic, and it's definitely not a one-to-one -one replacement for playing those in-person games. Um, but it gives you a chance to kind of learn some list concepts and, and learn just Generally speaking, does the list work? Or is there big holes in the list? Um, and give you a chance to play those. So hopefully that helps because I'm guessing uh, if you're asking me that question, you two also live in a bit of a remote area. Seth, I'll add Nikki D jumping in here real quick. I don't, I live in Washington, D.C. Very much not a remote area, but it's somewhat difficult to get to game stores at times. So I feel that same effect. The thing that I'll point out, I mean, it actually goes back to Kicker's signal short. The having mm -hmm. a hobby husband or hobby partner, yeah. right? And when you're at the events, like just just find stores, even if it is an hour and a half, you know, two hour drive, go and make friends there. Even just this past yeah. weekend at the event I was at, I got invited to three other Discord channels or got invited to other teams to come and play or to join with them uh, for, for these things. So, you know, that was something where that's a really great way. The more people you know in the hobby, the more you can learn about, okay, how do I play against Chaos Knights when I face them next time? So even just being able to talk with people is a great way to do that. And ultimately, we're, we all just want to go out and play with our plastic, plastic or sometimes metal or sometimes resin or sometimes 3D printed toys. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, I do make the, the trips to the local hobby shops when I can on um, my weekends off. And I kind of go with like, I know I want to buy X, Y, and Z. And I might, you know, hang out there for a bit, chat and, and get the community. But yeah, mostly it's events for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I obviously I I order a lot of stuff from Frontline Gaming, um, and Kicker taught me the trick of if I need paint, I kind of like stock up on what I need so I can get to the free shipping shipping mark, and then <laughs> I literally have a drawer in my my hobby room of just extra pots of paint. Yeah, yeah, gotta get that Agrax, man. Gotta just keep yeah, it. So, so, but like I I now kind of know like okay, I might need these two or three pots, but I also know okay, well these are the ones I typically go through. I'll restock on them, so I kind of have those things sitting and around. It's only a hundred dollars free shipping from yeah. Frontline Gaming. But, so but that like way, that way, when I'm in the middle of a project and I run out of like a specific color, like lead belcher, I'm not like, well, I can't keep going. You know, I've already got a couple of them there. But when I when I pull, you know, a couple of pots of that out of the drawer, and I know I've only got one or two left. I'll I'll put them on the queue and order 
supporters some more. All right, kicker. Let's wrap this one up for the night. Uh, we've been going on for a bit. Final thoughts for the night, you, everyone. Thoughts? Guys, BAO is this weekend. I'm excited and I've got a pack. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. You have to pack. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, for myself, I'm excited. I've got a three-day weekend. I'm going to work uh, on some painting. I haven't shown hobby progress in a couple weeks because I haven't had any. I've been busy with things. So I'm looking forward to sitting down, painting. And then next week, uh, folks, next week's show, we'll be, of course, talking about the results of Bay Area Open, who won, who had some of the great uh, picked, who had some of the great painted armies. We'll probably show off some of the painted armies from the event that's there. So come check out our show uh, next week. And then quick update, I'll be painting demons. Uh, I know last week I committed to Death Guard yeah. for ACO, but after my great run with demons this past weekend, I'm sticking oh, with now demons. You're, I'm now, sticking. You're, now you're sucked in the the powers of the warp have their claws into you. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just I'm excited for for ACO or ACO coming up BAOs this weekend, um, but plenty plenty to, to cover. So uh, let's wrap this one up. We thank you so much for joining us, guys. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week, and at least Kicker will see you at the BAO. <laughs> Good night.